0: People are interesting, complex, yet simple creatures. And in describing people, we peel back a person's mask, overlook the judgments that they may have against them, and get a glimpse into why they are the way they are. Some might call it a character sketch, but here it's just describing a person. This is a work of fiction, or is it buried in the deep folds of the universe? Is a small planet called by its inhabitants Earth. And on a continent on this planet, buried in the trees of a forest, lives a man called by the name of Milo. He had been raised by a strict religious family, but at some point of growing up, he figuratively fell from the tree and ran from its roots, and found himself in a forest filled with strange people that literally lived in trees. This life called to him. He grew his hair long, stopped shaving his face, and doned used cotton and linen clothes of neutral tones. The only things that one might recognize the old Milo from were his hazel eyes and wide smile. He learned to pile cloths between the nooks of the branches to sit and sleep. In the rain, He would stretch out an outside lining of a tent he had found thrown away and tied it from one branch to the next. His body grew lean and strong. His mind melded with the ways of the days and seasons. Soon he was ignored by most, like one might overlook a weed or rock, but he was okay with this. He and his community worked on a local farm to earn enough to live their days beyond and in the trees and forest. Milo woke one dawn to the sound of machine engines growling in the air. Everyone climbed higher and stared through the leaves and branches at the orange, yellow, red, and black machines parked at the edge of the forest. Dawn eased to morning and a man with an orange hard hat and an orange vest stretching at the edges walked in and yelled out that they were trespassing and by law they needed to vacate. Milo stood on a thick branch looking down. People in the trees were silent, unmoving, then a tall thin man with the same hat and vest, only looser fit, walked in holding a large chainsaw. The large man kept yelling that they'd better come down immediately or they'd regret it, and they did not come down. Summer. A lady not much older than Milo yelled that the birds may fly away, the squirrels may run, but they will stand for all that cannot and stay for the trees that will not run. The large man laughed up at her, yelling back that the stupid animals were smarter than her. Like orange beetles, the two men stood under the tree Milo was in. No one moved on earth, or in the trees. After some time, the large man said something to the tall thin one, and the tall thin one started the chainsaw up. Milo's friends around him started yelling. Milo remained silent, watching and trembling with the leaves. The yelling from the trees and the ground continued over the chainsaw's growling whine escalating until Milo could no longer hear the equipment on the edge and the chainsaw. The tall man walked to the trunk of Milo's tree, screaming unintelligible words and placed the chainsaw against the trunk. The tree vibrated with the same shudders as Milo. In a blur, Milo watched in a frozen state the wood fly from those saws cutting into the trunk. The people burst into insane maniacs, throwing anything they could get their hands on down. The large man, with his arms crossed over his face, yelling up at Milo and dodging the objects. And then like ants, escaping a flooded anthill, his friends poured down the trees in rage. When their feet hit the ground, more men in orange rushed out from behind the trees. And somewhere, sometime, in the chaos, the tall man stopped cutting the tree. The engines from the machines on the edge grew louder and a horrifying crack echoed. And only then did Milo notice the world around him moving up, and the ground moving closer. Is it possible to swim up branches? It felt as though the air had become water, and he the swimmer scrambling up, unable to reach the surface before the current pulled him under. And once again Milo fell from a tree, yet only to be closer to the roots. When a tree falls and all are there to see it, nothing can really be done. But when a man falls, his fall carries on after him in the minds and dreams and nightmares of all who were there. In the end, the forest remained only with one cut tree missing. Buried in the deep folds of the universe is a small planet called, by its inhabitants, Earth. And on a continent on this planet, buried in between houses of the same likeness, lived a man by the name of Milo Ward. He had been raised by a strict religious family, and by age 20 he married Annabelle Patterson, and together bought one of the same likeness houses. He worked for a hardware store, only ever really wore plaid, kept clean shaven, hair buzzed to a no-nonsense half inch. He wore one of those leather belts that had a silver belt buckle with like an American flag engraved on it. He wore it proud. Annabelle said it was his sensibleness and steadfastness that had won her over to him, but really, it was his hazel eyes and wide smile. By age 27, he and Annabelle had a daughter and son, and they raised their children as they had been raised. Milo was on the city council and the manager now of the hardware store. One evening, before heading to a city council meeting, Milo looked out the back window to see his 6-year-old daughter climbing the tree in the backyard. He walked outside to tell her to get down. When she wanted to know why, which was her favorite question at that age, he told her that respectable people do not climb trees. She accepted this answer and ran inside, leaving him to stare at the tree. The election day was coming up. Where? They had put forth a bill to sell a plot of land with just a forest on it to be turned into shopping malls. It had been something they had been trying to pass for some time now, and he had always been for it. It would be better for the economy. He leaned against a tree, he had to think about his children's future now. He crossed his arms over his chest and shuddered. It was warm out. He shuddered again. Or maybe the tree did. He stood and looked at the trunk, questioning his thought. Trees don't shudder. But still. He placed his hand on the thick bark of the trunk, waiting. The strange sensation of being underwater flooded his chest and mind. He wanted to breathe, but he couldn't find the air. He closed his eyes, his heart racing against his lungs. The world spun from top to bottom. He shook his head and took a breath. Then went inside to tell Annabelle he was late for the meeting. If a tree stands and no one feels it, will no one miss it when it falls? If a man lives and thinks as he is told to think, will he be remembered long after he is gone? Will he be dreamt about when he is no more? In the end, The forest was replaced with an empty plot, with one tree remaining for the center of the future parking lot. Describing People is written and produced by me, Sarah Kaliski. The music on this episode is by Ketza, You can check out more of his music on his website, ketsamusic.com. I'll put more information and link to his site in the description of this episode. And the music in the intro is from the song, is Breathing, by the artist, Kostati. Find out more about him and his work in the description as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe for more. And if you can, I'd love it if you could rate or review it wherever you're listening. You can also stalk the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username DescribingPPL. I am Sarah, and thank you for listening to Describing People. Stay kind, wise, and beautiful. Cheers.